I have for a long time been fascinated with the question of who are we supposed to be as human beings? I think that my being a priest and my being a Christian is all tied up with the question and seeking the answer to the question, one of the very basic questions that people ask about themselves, and that is, who am I? Who am I? I think that's a, that's a question that every single human being, at one time, time or another, uh, has to deal with. And God knows we, we come throughout our lives with all kinds of different answers to that. You know, when you're in high school, you maybe identify with a particular sport or with a particular crowd, uh, with a particular group in the high school or the kids that you hang out with. And as a young adult, you may identify with your college or with sports. And, and these days, it's really amazing. I, I do a lot of reading on the intersection between religion and culture. Um, and I find it fascinating where they connect. And a lot of the stuff that I've been reading is all this stuff about how do you identify? I'm sure you've heard some of that. You know, how do you identify? Everybody is looking for an identity. Uh, and so these days, everything is up in the air. I mean, think about it. All the easy ways that we used to self-identify are slowly but surely being liquefied. You know, we used to identify as Americans or our nationalities, or maybe you identified as your ethnic group, or maybe you came from a different part of the, uh, another country and you identified with your tribe, with your language, or you know, this whole notion that everybody is these days is also obsessed with is your ancestry. You know, I need to find out who I am. And so we go back into, into our history and uh, we dig and dig and dig. I have that happening in my own family. You know, I find it interesting. It, it really is, after I go through all of these things of who am I, who am I? They all are partial answers, but that none of them ultimately speaks to who am I at the center of my being? Who am I? It can tell you about you. You know, I can tell you that I, I my sister begged me to have that, that what, is, what is it called, uh, genealogy online, I, where they test your DNA and I'm, I'm mostly Spaniard and some French and some North African. I have no idea. But she gets a lot of pleasure out of that. But still, I, I, I read and everybody online, because I do a lot of reading online, 
everybody is looking because we live in a in a in a philosophical environment that is called I don't know if I don't want to get too much into philosophy, but this is what's called postmodernism. Postmodernism. You may or may not have heard that. If you say, in order to have postmodernism, you have to have modernism. And we used to be moderns, meaning we used to think, oh, science is going to get us out. Science will find out all the things that need to be found out. Science will get us, tell us who we are and fix all of our problems. Well, that started in the late 19th century, the 19th century and early 20th century. But after World War I and World War II and the disasters of communism and Nazism and all the ways that so many, over a couple of hundred million people died, there was a loss of faith and people started saying, what is truth? What is all this science is going to get us out of it? Look what science did. Science wrecked the world and, it, and the wars, you know, we, I, periodically people accuse religion of being the cause of so many deaths. You know, all religion, all that it does is it causes war. Well, I, I think that that's a lot of... Um, uh, misunderstanding because in the, I don't know if you know this, but in the 20th century, in the 20th century, atheistic movements such as Nazism and communism have caused more deaths than all of the other centuries put together in terms of blaming religion. Because millions and millions between between Stalin and, and uh, Mao Zedong and Hitler and Pol Pot and all the other ones. But anyway, there's a whole disappointment in life these days. And a disappointment as to who are we and what the heck are we doing here? What's the point of it all? And postmodernism basically says there is no truth. You know, your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. Um, Nobody has, you know, all of the things that you thought you were, they all just sort of fall apart. And my experience is that that is true. That even though it's not as easy to identify with your, you know, with whatever, with your nationality or with, or with your Republican or Democratic Party or all the different things that you can identify as, sooner or later, it's kind of like you have a hole, and this hole is round. And everything you try, you can force some things into it and say, I am this, and force it in and force it in. And sometimes you can trim it enough to where you can force something in to the hole. But ultimately, you go, ah. It doesn't really fit. There's got to be something else that I am. And so we all are looking around for who are we and who am I, especially. It's like kids these days join groups and they dress the same or we join political parties. Anyway, all those things are, are good. But I always question the center. Why is it? that I, as a human being, need to, quote, 
find myself. Now just step back from that. Step back. Why am I the only being in this, in this world that does not have a given self? Why is it that I have to, quote, find myself? And then I always think, wait a minute. Who is this self I'm trying to find? Because there seems, seems to be somebody asking the question, I, and I'm looking for someone else called myself. So wh wh what the heck? And I, I, I get myself really confused. <laughs> Go around and around and around. And the reason I do that, well, I, I do that because I, I am still fascinated with who are we as human beings and who is God? I mean, I know the Christian tradition and it ultimately that's where I find the answer. But I find the that see, the reason I say stuff like this to you is that when I was growing up, religion and the Catholic religion was always an answer that I never had a question for. If you're given an answer, but you don't have a question, then the whole thing seems silly. <coughs> As I've said before, if you're swimming in a swimming pool and the lifeguard jumps in and says, I'm here to save you, uh, and you're having a nice time, that doesn't make any sense. It, it's only when you begin to drown that if the lifeguard jumps in and says, I'm here to save you, that that makes sense. So, for, I think, for when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I went to a Catholic school. I went all, almost all my education was Catholic. But it was always an answer that I had no question for. And so I always thought it was stupid. Until you begin to ask yourself in depth, who am I? Because throughout your whole life, you end up filling that hole of who am I with all kinds of different things, all kinds of, you know, you're, I'm a swimmer, I'm a football player, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and you continue filling it all. But they're all those things, ultimately, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, all of those things, ultimately, they all sort of evaporate. And you're left with the same question. Who am I? And why can't I find a permanent sense of who I am? You know, I, I look at, I have two little dogs, um, Coco and Eddie. Eddie is a multi-poo, and Coco is a Havanese. They drive me crazy, but they're, they're enjoyable. But I look at these little guys. They're both one's nine months and one's a year and a half old. I look at these little guys. They don't seem to have any of those questions. For, for them, you know, they have a given self. I've never heard Eddie ask me who he is. I've never heard any animal ask, who am I? I've never heard anyone be tortured with seeking to find myself. I mean, 
I would hope that sometime you would say that slowly enough to where you would sense the absurdity of that statement. I am trying to find myself. What happened? Did you lose yourself? So who is the you that is looking for that self that you lost? Anyway, the reason I'm talking about this today is because today is the, the feast of the body and blood of Christ. And I was thinking yesterday that I give thanks to God. I really do give thanks to God. Because over the years, I have been gifted with the ability to grow in what it means for me to be a disciple of Christ. And that my identity, I still don't have it totally solved, but my identity is 100% tied up with Jesus. I could not tell you who I am unless I, my central being is that Jesus lives in me. That, that's my central answer to who I am. It doesn't answer it all the way, but that sure is exactly the, the direction that I'm in. And I found it, I found these things, find these things so interesting because what Jesus is trying to do, whenever you come to communion, whenever you celebrate the Eucharist, think about what you're doing. You're taking the identity of another human being who happens to be God. You're taking that identity and you're sticking it inside of yourself. So all of a sudden, the identity of another, Jesus, is entering the very container or the very being of your identity. And I begin to say, oh, so then maybe it's because that self that I'm looking for has been all the way from the beginning the person of God. That I am really the reason I can't find myself is because that self that I'm looking for is the presence of God that makes me be me. Now I know this may sound weird. But it really isn't. In Galatians, Galatians, Jesus says, I mean, Jesus, Paul says something that is just mind-blowing if you take it seriously. Paul says, I live not now, but Christ lives in me. Now, just think about that. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me in me. What Paul was saying is that that whole notion of looking for yourself, he found that the self that he was looking for was actually the presence of Christ whom he was disconnected from, which is why he still was looking. 
And I, I submit to you that the reason we look for ourselves is because we are disconnected from the original self that we were given. And the original self that we were given is that we were meant to live in common union, listen to the word, common union with Jesus. Jesus is supposed to be the second person of the Trinity is your inner self and you have been looking for him all the time. Why, why do you think in the chapel, when you go into the chapel, why do you think across the chapel is written St. Augustine's sentence? You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. You can just as well say, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and we are constantly looking for ourselves until we find ourselves in you. And the way that that gets built up, the way that that gets built up is in you living, you and me living on a regular, on constant basis in common union with him. He needs to get inside you. Not just through the Eucharist, but the Eucharist begins to have a life inside of you. And the more you are in common union with Jesus, the less you end up looking for yourself because you find that you found yourself, which is the presence of God. See, that's where I, I'm coming to the understanding that most of us don't get it. We don't get it. You know, when I was young, I still remember, I got to go to Mass. I got to go to Mass. I got to go to Mass. Man, when I look at that and I look back on that, I mean, how stupid, how stupid I was. And I didn't realize that all of these things that I was trying to you know, and I was trying to be a member of this group, I was trying to be this, I was trying to be best at that. My identity was this, my identity was that. And all of it, I was all the time looking for God and trying to fit him in to that hole called, who am I? And so I, I, I just leave that to you. I, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, when I ask some of my staff, was my homily clear? They'll go, it was confusing, Father. I don't know how to put it any clearer. I don't know how, to, you know, I, I don't know how to tell you. It's, you know, and I take some consolation that Jesus couldn't do it any better either. Because uh, all the apostles were also supremely confused. And it's, but you know what I always go back to? I always go back to when Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father draw them. You're not going to get this. Religion's not going to make any sense to you until you begin to receive the Holy Spirit 
And the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit doesn't mean going, you know, Holy Spirit, yay. No, no, no. Receiving the Holy Spirit means that you begin to sense that you have been possessed. And we, see, when we say the word possessed, we always think of devil. No, no. I mean possessed by Jesus. When you begin to slowly understand what Paul said, I live not now, but Christ lives in me. Then you begin to get it. Then you begin to find your real identity. The world today is totally lost because we're all looking for an identity. And no one's going to get it. The world is going to go on with what I call the social melodrama. And it's the social melodrama because until you find out that it's God who you're looking for, go on. Look for all you want. It doesn't matter. Just look. But ask God periodically to send you and to draw you to himself. Because until the God does that, you're going to be going around in circles. I live not now, but Christ lives in me.